the oh um alarm oh where's the uh, oh god oh god oh that's the shit uh, oh what's wrong uh come on come on google go off oh right <laughs> i forgot to say on the trailer i forgot to say on the trailer like checkpoints in races especially ultra marathon races at the checkpoint podcast is 24 hours a day that means we're flexible for the people who come in and out of the checkpoints for the little interviews with me hugh williams so my alarm will be going off at various times throughout the duration oh i'm gonna just stop my pillow on the floor Uh, yeah so (laughs) so there we are the first episodes are getting loaded up now in time for maybe before christmas um i thought i'd just go through how that works so i'm gonna interview myself Hugh Williams, to give you just a bit of an idea of how the show would run. So, first of all, um, I arrive. Hello, hi Hugh, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm talking myself in the third person again. Uh, dear. Right, and this is where I ask myself some very quick questions. So, Hugh, uh, tell me what you've got. Well, what you've been up to this year? Well, um, this year I ran across Wales dressed as Forrest Gump in uh, full Gump gear. And a pair of Nike Gore-Tex uh, trainers. Now these had zero drop and zero breathability. Um, as soon as I was putting these on my actual feet to take part running from uh, Warrington to Bangor, um, my feet actually did start to blister up. They were like being put in a little foot cupboard. So there we go. But yeah, I managed to raise some money. Um, for some, uh, I think it was the Hope, Hope for Children um, charity. So I did that, um, and then I've done the Ras Aruri, great race. Uh, that's where you run to the top of Snowdon and then back down again. Um, as you'll listen on various episodes, you'll understand that I'm not one of your elite athletes. I'm a mid-packer at the best of times and I was so slow running up uh, Snowdon this year in the uh, in the international Snowdon race that I was passed by a couple of families from Birmingham going on a little walk but there we go and then um, the last race that I competed in was um, the fantastic UTRP over in Portugal now this is a fantastic race it's uh, based over I'm sorry if I pronounced this incorrectly Louis uh, my good pal over there in Lully uh, you will notice with a lot of my um, pronunciations of uh, countries and parts of parts of the world that they are actually completely incorrect but it's how my brain likes to uh, fire them out my mouth so yeah um it was a great night race now highly recommended if you do want to go for a little bit of traveling uh next year i'll also be uh interviewing um the pioneers and the organizers of these overseas races that are well worth a visit so yeah spotlight is going to be on the UTRP. I'll be interviewing Louis Rodriguez later on uh, in a forthcoming show, as well as uh, hopefully Bruno, 
uh, Bruno Rodriguez, um, one of the organisers for the Cross Portugal uh, Ultra Marathon, which is fantastic. I've also got the winner of this year's um, event on an episode coming up as well. So yeah, so that's my that's my racing uh, for this year. Um, previously, I've done the Marathon de Sables. I'll be speaking to some of my um, pals that have done that, the likes of the infamous Ted Jackson. You might want to Google him. You might want to just do a screenshot on Google and, and print out his print out his picture and put it on your wall. The man, the myth, the beard, the belly, the legend. Amazing person. I'll also be speaking with a good pal, amazing adventurer, um, and loves a bit of the Star Wars. Uh, Leon Clarence. Um, he's taken part in so many ultras all over the world, and he's very, very knowledgeable. And once again, he's down to earth. You know, we're not we're not um, prima donnas on this show. Although, if I go downstairs in a minute and there isn't natural honey and walnuts on my porridge, well, I don't what's gonna happen so right yeah so it's quick fire so little questions that uh, i'm gonna ask myself now so hugh what have you got planned for next year um i'm tapering uh, for next year i'm gonna taper um i've got a couple of operations coming up uh, not my brain but i've got a little heart valve um operation coming up in january february uh so that will be being, um, I'll be operated on. So that's one of the reasons why I've set up the podcast. So it keeps me busy. Um, I've also recently been diagnosed with a thing called NETS, which is neuroendocrine uh, tumours. Now I've got one tucked away in my small intestine and I've got one on my liver. Um, so you'll find me sober around uh, various restaurants and pubs on the Slim Peninsula. So yeah, that's how I am at the moment. So I'm tapering at the moment the good thing is with the new heart valve i'll be able to train and start getting running about um in about three months afterwards so that is why i am asking people to come on the podcast show one so you guys can listen but two it stops me driving people up the wall when i'm stuck inside so that's what i'm up to um a little bit about myself um as well as just being uh, this unique blister giving person and host of the at the checkpoint uh, i also am the what's the word i'm looking for the fat controller i wouldn't say fat i'm a i'm a good fighting 13.6 stone weight i'm also the the well fat controller uh, at beautifully brutal if you want to google that beautifully brutal we put on local uh, events throughout north wales they're mainly uh, trail ult- uh, trail ultras um, in and around the lush North Wales coast, as well as um, around the mountains. We've got the famous Pencilin Ultra Marathons. That's a 50 miler, a 75 miler, a 100 miler, 100 milers. Um, only half people, only half people, only half of the competitors uh, finished the 100, but it certainly is well worth doing. So if you want to Google www.pencilinultra.co.uk or go on Facebook and have a look. That's on the 4th of July this year. We've got an ultra uh, ultra competitors village as well. We have a, uh, we're sponsored by um, the local uh, Dragon Cheese, which is shipped throughout the world. So um, we have a, a cheesy pasta party on the Friday. 
and then the 100 guys set off at 11 o'clock at night, followed by the 50 milers and the 75 75 milers at 5 o'clock in the morning the following day. Uh, We'll be interviewing a few uh, past and present uh, runners on the show. Uh, They really are a great bunch. Um, I've also got the... Uh, winter edition, the Pentland Ultras Winter Edition. This follows the infamous old Sailor's Way um, across the Thin Peninsula, soaking in the uh, Midland uh, sites of what we have to offer here. So, you know, even if you're not a runner, come and visit the Thin Peninsula. It's nice. It's good. We do have indoors as well when it rains, you know. And this lovely little restaurants and bars for you to go and explore whilst you're here we've also got the pilgrim 60 brand new for next year um there's you know we've got the camino the santiago uh this is our little version here on the north wales coast many pilgrims back in the day uh back in the day <laughs> so if we're talking the 1980s yeah i'm, I'm uh yeah i just watched the duran Duran concert i'm uh I'm going on a pilgrimage to... And essentially, yeah, we've got uh, new for 2016. We've got the Pilgrims. Sorry, new for 2020. We've got the Pilgrims 60. Uh, this is a 60-mile ultramarathon across the original Pilgrims path, uh, which which weaves its way up and down and along the coast towards Abadaron, uh, a lovely seaside village. And this is where the Pilgrims used to get the um, the boat across to the famous um, Entley Island. Uh, we've also got a, a balloted marathon. It's one of the smallest marathons um, in the world. And that's on uh, Bardsey Island, also known in Welsh as Unessentially. Now, only 10 people each year uh, get the opportunity to go across there where they run a looped marathon around Unessentially and they can enjoy and soak up the views from there. It's in the middle of the Irish Sea, and it is something really special. We've also added to the beautiful, brutal brand this year, Ultra Trial Wales. You have to go on this. It's beautiful. It's in the shadows of Snowdon. That's beautiful. That's like that's like chocolate dialogue, isn't it? Isn't that poor interior is nice? Yeah, it's in the, the shadows of Snowdon, uh, visiting Cadridris and the beautiful parts around there. Um, highly recommend that. And if if you're not up to ultra marathons yet, we've got in May on the same peninsula. We've got coastal and trail series. We've got a ten k where you can uh, try um, for the first time a little bit of trail, um, nothing too heavy. And we've also got a half marathon and a marathon. So there's lots going on down here. So that was me interviewing me, but back to the show. So at this point of the show, um, I wave goodbye to the competitor or the interviewer so they can run off into the distance. And then I start cutting another melon sorting out some cheese and flapjacks and wiping down the sweat off the seat where the last guest has been and look forward to welcoming the new guest here on the show at the Checkpoint. Who's that? Who's that coming down? Who's that coming down the field? Who's that? Is that? That looks like a... That looks like a wrist. Wrist. Wrist check. Is that good? Wrist! Yes. You, you, hey, Chris. How are you, mate? 
Um, good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Have a seat. Have a seat. Um, oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. It's all right. We're in uh, Hill's, Hill's imagination. Do you want some of my um, imagination flat coke or well, well, what would be your well? First of all, let's let's tell let's tell the people on at the checkpoint who has just come in to episode. Well, it's episode one. It is the man himself, Rhys Jenkins. How are you, mate? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. Just getting, yeah, yeah. Just getting through it, you know. Just getting good, through it. Good. You do realise this is a stepping off point. You are a sort of Felix Barmhunger. Was that his name? Barmhunger. You know the one from Red Bull and jumped off into space. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he did the first ever sort of space ultra marathon, didn't he, for Red Bull a few years ago? You're you are in the ears. Of several people who have downloaded this now, so great. So yeah, Riss, I'll, I'll 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 let you do an intro of yourself because I'll probably um, make things up, um, sort of thing. But yeah, if you just want to explain to people who haven't, you know, who don't know about the show or don't know about your greatness this year, especially Bad Water, if you just want to just introduce yourself uh, to the listeners, that'd be awesome, mate. Yeah, of course, mate, of course. Uh, yeah, so Rhys Jenkins, 31 years old, from uh, the beautiful South Wales. And luckily this year, I became the first ever Welshman to take on Badwater 135. Um, some people class it as the world's toughest foot race. I definitely do. Um, and it's something that I'm ultra proud of. Yeah, that yeah, but, would be me but, in a nutshell. Right, this. Now, I was reading about the Badwater, you know, um this kind of statement where people say toughest foot race on earth, it's not to be taken lightly. You with me, mate? And I, you know, I've been a, I'm a bit of a running geek. And how did you, now bad water, right? It's the temperatures, what? What's the hottest it gets? Mate, the hottest it gets is too bloody hot. I'll tell you that right <laughs> away now. <laughs> Coming from Wales, you don't really get much heat training. Yeah, what no, did? It, let's yeah, talk us, talk us through. What did you do for your actual heat training in Wales? How, how did, how did you do that? I went to Barry Bados. Uh, no, I'm just messing about. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the best part of five, five days a week inside the sauna, and not, not, not all day every day, but um, yeah, it'd be about an hour and a half each day. Yeah. Uh, in the weekdays, just sort of sitting there, stretching, sort of doing little exercises. I don't know, something you can do while sitting on a plank of wood for that long and trying to eat in the heat. I think that was uh, the one thing that was the most trickiest because trying to smuggle a sandwich past the Hilton staff in Cardiff is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, honestly, how much of the training was relevant, you know, the heat training once you were out there? Um, I think it was the most important. Genuinely, uh, you, you're a runner yourself, so you know you can always put the miles in your legs. Yeah. But as soon as you take yourself out of the environment you should, you're comfortable in, sort of operating in, that's when things start to go wrong. So the heat was my uh, main focus, and for like I think it was like the the eight weeks building up before the race, um, we sort of I still ran, but it, the mileage wasn't anywhere what I it, it, it was basically all about heat. And that was the prime focus. It was going in a sauna, trying to make it as, a, I don't know, uncomfortable as possible. So having like a neoprene, uh, a wetsuit, something you go swimming in up in North Wales uh, yeah. in the summertime, I'd wrap myself up in that and sort of go in there and just sort of sweat it out and try and, yeah, well, I, I, I timed myself. 
And when that time was up, I'd then still sit there for a few more minutes afterwards because obviously when you get to Death Valley, there's there's no um, it's no exit door, so you, you can't really get out of the heat. So you need to sort of just be prepared for that in a way. And that was sort of one of my approaches when heat training. And then you know going going to the qualifying races because I know um, uh, Chris, who, uh, Chris. Well, we'll talk about Chris who. Won't, who runs the Badwater late Legend. Oh, what a guy! Well, 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 we've touched on him now, but we'll we'll mention this multi-day race that he's got coming up next year. And oh, okay. yeah, as you say, he the he is one of the I'd say the Walt Disney's of <laughs> of of the ultra world. He's you know he's just you know for for a race director and just to see what he brings. And I I just think it's phenomenal what he does but he so, got, so, he's yeah, got such it. a history in the sport as well but he, mm. he does cross over sports he's like a cyclist as well he's done so much man stuff you, you start yeah. reading into the guy and you're like oh my god he's just like yeah it's so impressive but there we go yeah his background as you say himself with you know with with the cycling and everything it's just wow and he's very humble and that's what i think you know uh what hopefully the listeners will start to enjoy is that you know, like yourselves, the runners, the pioneers, the organizers. It's nice. It's a nice, humble tribe, um, as well as the mavericks that will be popping into the show. So, right then, let's go for Badwater. It's not one of those ones that you can pay a pay pay a two pound and get your bib on the day and have some cake afterwards. What was <laughs> the what were your qualifying races and how how did you get to how did you get because I know that it's quite strict with the qualifying races. There's there's a few in the UK, isn't there, to um, to uh, qualify. There's the Grand Canal, isn't there? That's one of the uh, yeah. qualifying races. What? How did you uh, qualify uh, this? For, for um, so I, I'd imagine my bad water journey started about 10 years ago, and that's not me sort of embellishing or anything. It's, it came on my radar at that time, and I made a point of sort of going over there about four or five times in the end before I actually went into the race, um, to get used to the course, to be able to say I've ran it, do it for charity. Like People tend to, yeah, they, they sponsor when you throw yourself into Death Valley, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but my journey, yeah, started about 10 years ago, headed over to Death Valley with one of my best mates, just me and him, and he supported me all the way through the desert. When we first went out there, did I have a clue what he was doing? Um, no, probably not. <laughs> but we got yeah. through it and managed to get to the end. And I, sort of like, naively, I think, oh, well, I've done it this time. I can apply for bad water and get in. Um, no, it's not the case. Uh, like you said, or you mentioned, well, it's very strict and sort of in terms of you need to prove yourself that you're one, worthy of be, uh, being in that race, but two, actually able to do it. So my official journey when I applied last January, um, the previous summer, I'd actually focused on the Canal Slam. So that is three races through the summer months. And like you touched upon then, one of them is the Grand Union Canal, which is a qualifying race for Badwater. So you, you sort of say you've achieved it and whatnot. I've got the medal sitting across to me now, so I can give you the exact times on that as well. Um, oh, it, was it was a 145 mile race. Um, that was about May time, I believe. And that took me 41 hours and 55 minutes to be precise. Um, that then was followed up I think it's about six weeks later uh, for, for Bristol to London. And that's the KACR, so Kennet and Avon Canal Race. That's another 145 miles, unless you get lost and you end up doing 153 miles, um, which I did. How did and you get lost on a canal? 
you say that though, but if you don't take the turning, if you don't cross the bridge at the right point, you need to backtrack on yourself a hell of a long way before you realise you've gone out. You've taken the wrong turn somewhere. And does so this happen one... to the actual canal boats as well, or is it just? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's, unfortunately, like a... it's just the runners thing, I believe. <laughs> and you wouldn't really want to go swimming in the canals. Put it that no. way. No, yeah, cramps. And then, yeah, and, yeah, and then the other one was sorry. Uh, the other one that took thirty-six hours and six yes. minutes. So I managed to take off a bit of time with that. And then the third one and the final one was Liverpool to Leeds, and that was one hundred thirty, thirty-five, hundred thirty miles. And yeah, that's Liverpool to Leeds Canal. Uh, that was in the end of August. So I managed to bag all three of them in 2018. Um, and then had... and then if we've got any listeners that well, if we if we've just got any listeners, that's all I'm asking. No. If we <laughs> Hi Mum. Yeah. Hi. Well, my dog's here. Uh, <laughs> and I've dressed dressed her up in a nice tie and sunglasses and yeah. But yeah, so if we've got any listeners that uh, you know, how do they find out about the canal slam? Is that on Facebook or what? what yeah, so type um, in? no, no, no. If, usually, if you just search the Grand Union Canal Race, that will come up on Google and you'll be able to get onto uh, the actual official website where, um, yeah, you can do one, two, or three races. And they're a fantastic company who actually run them as well. Um, Keith, Dick, and Wayne are just amazing people. I don't know if you've met either of those three yet, you. No, um, not yet. But, the, the, you know, they're such established racers, aren't they? And they, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, give them a shout out. The, the Canal Race CIC, and genuinely, it's such a, it's just like a. It, I, we say the Badwater family from yeah being over in Badwater, but they they genuinely have a family feel with every event that they put on, and it's those three events every year. So I'm actually going back next year as well to have another go at the free, and I actually went back this summer as well to have a go. So yeah, they're fantastic events. And then, what's their connection with Badwater? Have they run the event? Have they have any of them run over in the states or? Was this, just, was this one just no, chosen? Yeah, I believe, because uh, the GUCR is a bit of a legendary race. It's been going yeah. on for a long time now. And I think, um, I, I don't know how Chris has come across it or they've come across Badwater, but the two have obviously crossed paths. And yeah, it, you, you say a canal race and people think flat and genuinely the only hills you get are the bridges that you have to cross over. Um, but yeah, the, going that distance on such a flat surface oh, is really difficult. Yeah. And then if we fast forward then to this yep. year, whenever you were over in, um, whereabouts is Badwater in America? If you yeah. are somebody like me who, who knows, who knows Anglesey and the Manchester <laughs> shop. No, no, whereabouts in, in America is Badwater? So say, where? No. so you flew from Cardiff? No, no, I had to go from London. I uh, went to LA, so flew direct to LA. And yep. you can also fly into Las Vegas as well, uh, because it's pretty much in between LA and Las Vegas. It's in Death Valley National Park, yeah. which is, um, oh, it's genuinely just uh, an incredible place. And I appreciate the heat may put off a lot of people, but if you ever get the chance to go, just go. Hmm. It's genuinely, I've never seen stars like it, night skies oh. that just like blow your mind. Wow. And obviously you've got the, these... Badwater Basin is like below sea level. So you start the race off below sea level. So imagine you're just looking up the whole way anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. And, and then talk about crew. Um, yeah. The, you have to have crew, don't you, to do the Badwater. You can't do it independent or you'd, you'd melt, really. Like no, the... you'd, you'd fry. Yeah. <laughs> no, genuinely, there are some people out there that have done um, the, the route. 
but by self-supported so they've actually looked after themselves it wasn't the official race it was like a, a self-supported solo crossing so there's people out there have done it by themselves carrying their own water in a little buggy and done the yeah it's just insane Class. Just, i wow. know man it's wild wow there's always one though isn't there there's always there's, cu- there's a couple of them mate genuinely <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever get the chance to have, have a look at a guy called marshall ulrich you may have heard of him already but he is like the king of death valley all right because there was one guy i think it was it was a uh, somebody from sweden that did something just the same he ran across the sahara desert then went on his bike to everest and went up and down and then back again right. Or that might have just been a story that I told about myself in a pub once. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, but yeah. So what's that guy's name? Marshall, what is it? Marshall. Marshall Ulrich, and he's actually uh, a running hero of mine, oh, I think, or, or legend. Good man. Right. So yeah, uh, crew, um, all the boys. Crew. All the, boy, all yes. the boys from Wales. Big shout to who and who and who and who. <laughs> yes, who and who and who. So with the crew, you're only allowed one vehicle and yeah. you're allowed four people to accompany you on the uh, bad water journey and i had um i was blessed to take my brother along with me who's uh, an ultra runner himself he's done some incredible things um one of my coaches so lawrence cronk he is uh, phenomenal he's coached me for about four or five years now and he's like sort of seen he, he's realized how much bad water's meant to me over the years because he's been training me up to be able to go there like just off my own back. So when I got into the race, he jumped to the opportunity to come and drag my ass 135 miles. Um, Stuart Clark, who was my, is my sports masseuse, so he could fix me when I broke. And oh, he's been, yeah, exactly. And then fourth person on the list was a guy called John Ortiz. So the only non-Walshman to come with me. Um, he's from Texas. And he's been there by my side through... I'd say 75% of the challenges I've sort of undertaken over the yeah, best part of 10 years. So he's been to Death Valley. He was the chap that came to Death Valley with me first off by himself and sort of crewed me through it. So he knew the route really well and he knew where it sort of bites and where I'm good at and where I suck at. So like his knowledge was second to none. And what's so his you, name? John Ortiz. John Ortiz. Uh, and how yeah. did that um, friendship uh, start? Oh, this is a yeah. So uh, I worked at some. This camp is a good interview. Over... That's what you're going to say, wasn't it? This is I, this is a good interview. Yeah, <laughs> no, genuinely, I'm enjoying it, mate. Genuinely, uh... um, no, I met him at summer camp. So I worked at summer camp teaching football or soccer, if you want to call it that, being in America. Yeah. And yeah, we struck off a, a friendship. Went back three years in a row, and then I think I gave him about twelve weeks' notice that we were going to run um, across a part of America. So we ran from Boston to Austin, which is like 2,000 miles. And uh, he dropped everything and came and sort of crewed for us and drove the support vehicle. He rang the hotels every day. So, like, yeah, he's a massive... Yeah, he's been there by my side for it all. So, You know, can we just go back a little bit into that actual yeah. paragraph and just pick out a couple of, couple of bits of information that you just said there? Boston yeah. to Austin... <laughs> Yeah, that was the miles. Okay, um, did you just do that because it rhymed? <laughs> a lot of people ask that. We're right. looking for bits on the map in America, but yeah, we need somewhere yeah. that rhymes. Okay, what rhymes? We, yeah. yeah, we just had to go for it. January 2010, we um, threw ourselves in at the deep end and didn't really know what the hell we were doing. I was new to sort of running as a whole. Like the furthest I'd gone before that was uh, the Las Vegas marathon. <laughs> Uh, yes, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, 
little bit of a jump in distance. Yes. So, <laughs> Marathon will do 26.3. And then, yep, I'm ready for a 2,000 miler. Yep. You know what? I, I sat down the first day after running the first marathon from Boston to Austin. I sat in the shower on my like hands and knees, like, what the hell have I got myself into? It was just one of those moments in your life. You're like, why the hell have I done this? Uh, well, what point, at what point do you think did parameters in your head realize that they, they, had, no, they had no place? They had no place <laughs> and, and they were about to get removed. You know, at what point did you think... Do you know what I'm, I'm? I'm, you know, you know. What was the turning point? Do you think for you to start adventuring to your full capacity? Do you know what? What was the turning point? Um, I obviously I, I got into running quite late in life. I, I guess if you want to call it that. So about twenty one, twenty two, and like I said, the, I'd gone to Las Vegas to run a marathon, and quite naively I thought it would be warm over there. I didn't really know much at the time. It was freezing cold. It was winter time, which obviously it would be in a desert um, over in Las Vegas. But it was just something. It was just a longing of wanting to do something. Well, one, an adventure, but two, do something for charity. So yeah. something which is, is something I always I do, and it, it, whatever challenge I do, it is for charity. I, I imagine you've done some fundraising before as well, and like you, you give yourself that reason to not give up when it mm. gets tough, and it. it and people will go, why do you do it? Well, actually, sometimes it may just be a selfish reason that you, you want that reason to go to. When you do feel like giving up, you have that charity that you're fundraising for. Yeah, you've, got, it, you've got like sort of a wild card that you can just pick yeah. out your pocket and show to whatever emotions you've got floating around in your head that are trying to drill down a little bit of despondency. It's like, well, do you know what? Uh, there we are. No. You know what, I, I'm not like a fast runner or anything, but genuinely, I, I'd like the challenge of going further. And I, yeah, you can't get much further than 2,000 miles. I like that. And, how, long, how long did that take, Boston to Austin? That was, we were over in America for about 90 days, but there was a bit of fasting around at the start and end of the race as well. Just, you know, having a bit of a holiday. Um, but what we'd do, we'd run for seven days and break on the eighth. So yeah. we turned our weeks into eight days. You can do that. I know it sounds very weird, but we yeah, run seven days and then you have a rest day completely. And that rest day, I literally would not move from anywhere. I, the listeners are probably like me, and like I'm, I've, I've got this information and the stats, but it's just pouring into my hands because my brain can't equate. It's good, <laughs> you know, because like, a lot of time people big up, you know, especially on, you know, non-runners. Whenever you'll be talking about, you know, what you've done, and they'll yeah. be going, you know, they've got like the about two paragraphs worth of information that comes from you, and then they'll go, "Have you done London?" But the boss Boston to Austin, I'm just thinking Max Boyce needs to be singing a big song about race, Jenkins. Anyway, so <laughs> bad water sorted. And I know from experience, once you've done a huge event, mm -hmm. something else starts to, to blossom into your head. So what's happening in 2020? Um, oh. For, oh, oh, yes, race. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, 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 that's a good question. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, yeah, obviously going to be doing quite a few running challenges again. Um, just trying to work it out at the moment in terms of dates because uh, we put on races as well as run them. So I'm going to be applying for bad water again. If I get in, that's up to the gods, basically. Um, it, 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 the competition to get in is crazy. It's crazy. So you can be classed as a rookie or a veteran. And last year I was a rookie because I hadn't done it before. Yeah. So now I'm going up against veterans to get into the race. And look, there's it, absolute legends over there. So, 
yeah, I, fingers crossed, every bone in my body crossed. But if that comes off, yeah, that's amazing. Um, what I have done, though, I've signed up to two other um, Adventure Corps races. So Adventure Corps, they head up Badwater 135, but they also put on other races. So in are March... Going, are, I was going to say, you're going to go do the Keys, because that's supposed to be... Uh, ah. uh, Ah, so this like... is the deal. This is oh, the deal. Okay. With, right. This is the deal with the wife. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know more about me than I do. <laughs> so, I stalk um, ultra runners. That's what I do. And then you've I'm... seen the, you, you've seen that I've liked the page recently. I know that. No, I, 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 I've got that sixth sense, and also um, have been warned off uh, from following certain ultra runners because I'm that keen. So I'm very sorry to <laughs> kill and John and all his family for all the posts. <laughs> That I've been repeatedly sending. No, but yeah, go on. No, no, no. Um, so I'm doing one of the. So Chris, Chris, the race director, he's putting on other races. So I am heading over to North Carolina in March to run 50 miles. Um, that one's called Cape Fear. Yeah. And that is mainly on sand. So 50 miles on sand is not going to be. It's going to be a sandy blister. That's what we're talking about. That is one of my my punchlines. You've got to have a sandy blister. You've got hey, I've seen, I've seen it, mate. I know it's a punchline. Um, and then in April, I'm teaming up with a chap from Texas, uh, Brian Hill, and we're running another of Chris's races, which is 80 miles. But you run it, uh, we may as well be chained together. So you've got to run it side by side. Uh, if one of you drops out, you're both out of the race, basically. So um, that is over in a place called Salton Sea. Oh, it's on yeah. the west coast of America. And uh, it, have a look at it. It's quite an interesting place because I saw a documentary on it recently where the, it's actually sinking. It's sinking lower and lower into the ground, I believe. So, yeah, have a little look at it. There's a bit oh. of history there as well. What's that called again, Chris? That is called uh, Salt on Sea. It's a salt, one word. Salt on salt, sea. Salt sea. Um, Brilliant. Stuff. Yes. Well, listen, um, let's go on to the, the mighty empire of Pegasus running. And... <laughs> Um, the races that you've got available to people to sign up and um, and enjoy, especially where we are in Wales. Uh, so yeah. could you give a calendar of events of what you've got for people and just how they want to go about signing up? Um, is this is this my opportunity to pitch? Pitch it, bitch! <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. This might be a new section of... of <laughs> the show called Pitch It Bitch. Imagine if I get <laughs> imagine if I get Chris, the King oh. Chris on it, and I just go Pitch It Bitch. Or if I get Mate. Patrick Boa, Hey Patrick, come on, <laughs> Yes, how are you? You okay? Pitch oh, It man. Bitch. Oh. I hope you get Chris on. Chris oh. is such an interesting. He place. is. He's just brilliant. I oh, know he's good. So yeah. yeah, give me Pitch It Bitch. Pitch It Bitch. Right. I'll okay, just be so... cutting some um, melons and getting the. Flapjacks ready for the next guest. So if you want to pitch it, bitch, I'll just be in the uh, background. Yeah, go on. Thanks, Chris. I'm not Chris. I'm calling you Chris now. Hugh, what I, the hell am I doing? The aura. <laughs> the aura of Walt Disney. Wow. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, Pegasus Ultra Running. Uh, that is uh, my wife and mine. Uh, it's our running company. Uh, basically set in South Wales. Uh, we just want to showcase what a beautiful country Wales is to run in. Uh, genuinely. If you compare it to anywhere else around the world, it is up there. You, you, you take on your own races up north, uh, Hugh, and the, they look absolutely stunning. And we do the same down south. So since I think we're about two and a half years old now, so we're really new to the whole um, 
the, the party, should we say. But no, we have five events for next year, um, ranging from 30 to 60 miles. And they are as follows. So we kick off our season in April. Uh, the first one would be the South Canham, which is along the canal system in South Wales from Brecon to, uh, no, not from Brecon. So from 14 locks to Brecon along the Brecon and Monmouthshire Canal. That is a 40 miler. That is then followed up in April. And then May, we have the Howham, which is actually being renamed the Sossum. Uh, we decided to change the name for this year. And that is the source of the Seven Ultramarathon. That is a 30 miler. And whilst I'm talking to you, I'm also getting the list up. Right Sorry. Yeah, it was it. one of those. It's in my, you're in the checkpoint. It's at the bottom of your bag. It's, it's okay. That's all I'm right. Just, just digging okay. it up off my phone. And whilst you're getting that up, in terms of um, experience levels and so on, are these open for newbies as well as mid-packers and those that are looking for a fast time? Or is there certain yeah. races that you'd say, look, this might be um, a good one for you to to run in or this you know you know if you just want to explain that as well that'd be good no of course um i found the list but i'll go through that in a second yeah um much. so no we are we try we're all inclusive we if it's genuine that we don't have cut-off times in our races um and that is just through um a decision we made to be able to help support other people to enter the sport really i think and that's achieve. such a really good idea because especially with new runners they've got They've got a lot of barriers in front of themselves and you do worry about a cutoff. And mm -hmm. I think once you do pop the cherry of ultra running, and, I, and I, I'd certainly recommend, you know, loads of people that just want to get started on, on an event is to do yours because without having the cutoffs, they can enjoy it and they can experience it, you know, sort of rather than, oh, right, the plane's coming any minute. You know, we can't go around the shops. We can't blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I think that's great. But I'll, I'll let you carry on. No, that's fine, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, so to come back to the list of events, we've got the South Cannon. That is in April. That is, that is 40 miles long. That is followed up by the Howham. That's going to be called the Sausen moving forward. Um, that is the first weekend of May. Then we move into June. I'm just looking now, making sure I get that correct. Yeah. The first weekend of June, we've got the Vogham. So that was our first ever event. That's along the Vale coastline in South Wales. And um, the reason for that is I'm originally from Penarth. And I, I don't, you probably, a few listeners may be familiar with that place, but I've always wanted to have a race which finished in my hometown. Fantastic. So that's part of the reason we put on the Vogham. And then we have the Edom, which is a 50 miler. That is probably the toughest out of the bunch. Um, it's a bumpy ride, as I like to say. It's oh, up like in it. Senny, it's up in Sennybridge, so the military training base in uh, just outside of Brecon. And yeah, when you've done that, it, it fifty feels more like a hundred, I'd imagine. It's, uh, oof, <laughs> it's oof. a bumpy ride, but the uh, the views are absolutely out of this world. It's fantastic. And then we have the North Cannon, and that is let me double check. That is July. So the Adams in August. The North Canham is in July, and that is our longest race. That's 60 miler, and that is along the other canal system in Wales as well. And that, that, again, that, that's a flat, or that is a flat race, but it, to go that distance on such, uh, or not going up and downhill, is very difficult in itself. Mm. So it shouldn't be underestimated, really. And then, how do people 
sign up. You, you've got your Facebook page, very good, and you've also got the website as well. Yep. So let's pretend this is where I write things down as you're talking. Can you <laughs> can you explain it as if I'm your grandmother and you want me to write it down? This is where listeners get a pen, get a paper, and the website is the website is www.pegasusultrarunning.com. If you just put Pegasus Ultra Running into Google, you should yeah. be able to find this as well. Although Nike have some really good shoes which appear close to us on Google, so um, don't get mixed up there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, and as, if by, the... as if by magic tomorrow morning, this and it was house are flooded with Nike boxes <laughs> of trainers. And it's like, well, okay then, brilliant, yeah. That, cause that, because that's how advertising works, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I, yeah. So brilliant. Oh, oh good stuff. So, um, mate, uh, I'm gonna. If you want to, if you want to listen, if you want to finish this place, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go. I've got a few more hey. competitors coming down. <laughs> Listen, uh, there's your bag. Have an orange. Uh, off he goes into the distance, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to cut cut a melon, get some uh, um, more flapjacks out, and um, we'll see you on the next episode of At The Checkpoint. Thanks ever so much. Who's that? Who's that coming down? Who's that coming down the field? Who's that? Is that? That looks like a that looks like a wrist 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 check. Is I do my job. Wrist, wrist, you, you. Hey, How are you, mate? Um, good. How are you? I'm all right. All right. Have a seat. Have a seat. Um, oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. It's all right. We're in uh, Hill's Hill's imagination. Do you want some of my um, imagination flat coke or well, well, what would be your well? First of all, let's let's tell let's tell the people on. At the checkpoint, who has just come in to episode? Well, it's episode one. It is the man himself, Rhys Jenkins. How are you, mate? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. Just getting, yeah, yeah. Just getting through it, you know. Just getting good, through it. Good. You do realise this is a stepping off point. You are a sort of Felix Barmhunger. Was that his name? Barmhunger. You know the one from Red Bull and jumped off into space. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he did the first ever sort of space ultra marathon, didn't he, for Red Bull a few years ago. You are in the ears of several people who have downloaded this now. So great. So yeah, wrist. I'll I'll let you do an intro of yourself because I'll probably um, make things up um, sort of thing. But yeah, if you just want to explain to people who haven't, you know, who don't know about the show or don't know about your greatness this year especially bad water if you just want to just introduce yourself uh to the listeners that'd be awesome mate yeah of course mate of course uh yeah so reese jenkins 31 years old from uh, the beautiful south wales and luckily this year i became the first ever welshman to take on bad water 135 um some people class it as the world's toughest foot race i definitely do um and it's something that i'm ultra proud of yeah that yeah, would but, be me in a nutshell. Right, this. Now, I was reading about the bad water, you know. Um, this kind of statement where people say toughest foot race on earth, it's not to be taken lightly. You with me, mate? And I, you know, I've been a, I'm a bit of a running geek. And how did you, now bad water, right? It's the temperature's what? What's the hottest it gets? Mate, the hottest I guess is too bloody hot. I'll tell you that right <laughs> away now. 
coming from Wales, you don't really get much heat training. Yeah, but what no, did? It, let's see. Yeah, talk us, talk us through. What did you do for your actual heat training in Wales? How, how did how did you do that? I went to Barry Bados. Uh, no, I'm just messing about. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the best part of five five days a week inside the sauna, and not 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 all day every day, but um, yeah, it'd be about an hour and a half each day. Yeah. Uh, in the weekdays, just sort of sitting there, stretching, sort of doing little exercises. I don't know something you can do while sitting on a plank of wood for that long, and trying to eat in the heat. I think that was uh, the one thing that was the most trickiest because trying to smuggle a sandwich past the Hilton staff in Cardiff is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, honestly, how much of the training was relevant? You know, the heat training once you were out there. Um, I think it was the most important. Genuinely, uh, you, you're a runner yourself, so you know you can always put the miles in your legs. Yeah. But as soon as you take yourself out of the environment you should, you're comfortable in sort of operating in, that's when things start to go wrong. So the heat was my uh, main focus. And for like, I think it was like the, the eight weeks building up before the race, um, we sort of, I still ran, but it, the mileage wasn't anywhere. What I, it, it, it was basically all about heat. And that was the prime focus. It was going in a sauna, trying to make it as, uh, I don't know, uncomfortable as possible. So having like a neoprene, uh, a wetsuit, something you go swimming in up in North Wales uh, yeah. in the summertime, I'd wrap myself up in that and sort of go in there and just sort of sweat it out and try and, yeah, well, I, I, I timed myself. And when that time was up, I'd then still sit there for a few more minutes afterwards because obviously when you get to Death Valley, there's there's no... Um, it's no exit door, so you, you can't really get out of the heat. So you need to sort of just be prepared for that in a way. And that was sort of one of my approaches when heat training. And then, you know, going going to the qualifying races, because I know um, uh, Chris, who, uh, Chris, well, we'll talk about Chris, who who runs the Badwater. Late, late Legend. Of, oh, what a guy. Well, well, well we, we've touched on him now, but we'll, we'll mention this multi- day race that he's got coming up next year and okay oh, yeah as you say he the he is one of the i'd say the walt disney's of <laughs> of of the ultra world he's you know he's just you know for for a race director and just to see what he brings and i i just think it's phenomenal what he does but he's got he's yeah, got well, such a history in the sport as well but he, mm. he does cross over sports he's like a cyclist as well he's done so much man stuff you start yeah. reading into the guy and you're like oh my god he's just like yeah it's so impressive but there we go yeah his background as you say himself with you know with with the cycling and everything it's just wow and he's very humble and that's what i think you know uh what hopefully the listeners will start to enjoy is that you know, like yourselves, the runners, the pioneers, the organizers. It's nice. It's a nice, humble tribe, um, as well as the mavericks that will be popping into the show. So, right then, let's go for Badwater. It's not one of those ones that you can pay up, pay pay your two pound and get your bib on the day and have some cake afterwards. What was <laughs> the what were your qualifying races and how how did you get to how did you get because I know that it's quite strict with the qualifying races. There's there's a few in the UK, isn't there, to um, to uh, qualify. There's Grand Canal, isn't there? That's one of the uh, yeah. qualifying races. What? How did you uh, qualify uh, this? For, for um, so I, I'd imagine my bad water journey started about 10 years ago. And that's not me sort of embellishing or anything. It's, it came on my radar at that time. And I made a point of sort of going over there about four or five times in the end before I actually went into the race 
um, to get used to the course, to be able to say I've ran it, do it for charity. Like people tend to, yeah, they they sponsor when you throw yourself into Death Valley, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my journey, yeah, started about 10 years ago, headed over to Death Valley with one of my best mates, just me and him. And he supported me all the way through the desert. When we first went out there, did I have a clue what he was doing? Um, no, probably not. <laughs> but we got yeah. through it and managed to get to the end. And I sort of like, naively, I think, oh, well, I've done it this time. I can apply for bad water and get in. Uh, no, it's not the case. Uh, like you said, or you mentioned, well, it's very strict and sort of in terms of you need to prove yourself that you're one worthy of be, oh, being in that race but two actually able to do it so my official journey when I played last January um the previous summer I'd actually focused on the canal slam so that is three races through the summer months and like you touched upon then one of them's the Grand Union Canal which is a qualifying race for Badwater so you, you sort of say you've achieved it and whatnot I've got medals sitting across from me now so I can give you the exact times on that as well um oh, it's 104 it was a 145 mile race. Um, that was about May time, I believe. And that took me 41 hours and 55 minutes to be precise. Um, that then was followed up, I think it was about six weeks later uh, for, for Bristol to London. And that's the KACR, so Kennet and Avon Canal race. That's another 145 miles, unless you get lost and you end up doing 153 miles, um, which I did. How did and you get lost on a canal? You say that though, but if you don't take the turning, if you don't cross the bridge at the right point, you need to backtrack on yourself a hell of a long way before you realise you've gone out. You're taking the wrong turn somewhere. And does so this happen one... to the actual canal boats as well, or is it just? <laughs> it's, it's it's, no, it's, unfortunately, like a... it's just the runners' thing, I believe. <laughs> and you wouldn't really want to go swimming in the canals. Put it that no. way. No, yeah, cramps. And then, yeah, and, yeah, and then the other one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the other one, that took 36 hours and six minutes. So I managed to take off a bit of time with that. And then the third one and the final one was Liverpool to Leeds. And that was 130, 35, 130 miles. And yeah, that's Liverpool to Leeds Canal. Uh, that was in the end of August. So I managed to bag all three of them in 2018. And, um, then, had... and then if we've got any listeners that, well, if we... If we've just got any listeners, that's all I'm asking. No. If we, hi, man. Yeah, hi. Well, my dog's here, uh, <laughs> and I've dressed dressed her up in a nice tie and sunglasses, and yeah. But yeah, so if we've got any listeners, that uh, you know, how do they find out about the Canal Slam? Is that on Facebook or what? What? Yeah, so type um... in. No, no, no. If, usually, if you just search the Grand Union Canal Race, that will come up on Google and you'll be able to get onto uh, the actual official website where, um, yeah, you can do one, two or three races. And they're a fantastic company who actually run them as well. Um, Keith, Dick and Wayne, they're just amazing people. I don't know if you've met either of those three yet, Hugh. No, um, not yet. But, the, the, you know, they're such established races, aren't they? And they Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, give them a shout out. The, the Canal Race CIC and genuinely it's such a... It's just like a, it, I, we say the Badwater family from yeah being over in Badwater, but they they generally have a family feel with every event that they put on, and it's those three events every year. So I'm actually going back next year as well to have another go at the free, and I actually went back this summer as well to have a go. So yeah, they're fantastic events. And then what's their connection with Badwater? Have they run the event? Have they have any of them run over in the states, or was um, this just was this one just no. chosen? Yeah, I believe, because uh, the GUCR is a bit of a legendary race. It's been going yeah. on for a long time now. And I think, um, I, I don't know how Chris has come across it or they've come across Badwater, but the two have obviously crossed paths. 
And, yeah, it, oh, you, you say a canal race and people think flat and genuinely the only hills you get are the bridges that you have to cross over. Um, but, yeah, the, going that distance on such a flat surface oh, is really difficult. Yeah. And then if we fast forward then to this yep. year, whenever you were over in, um, whereabouts is Badwater in America? If you yeah. are somebody like me who who knows... Who knows Anglesey and the Manchester shop? No, no. Whereabouts in in America is Badwater? So say where? No. So you flew from Cardiff? No, no. I had to go from London. Uh, went to LA, so flew direct to LA. And um, yep. you can also fly into Las Vegas as well, uh, because it's pretty much in between LA and Las Vegas. It's in Death Valley National Park, yep. which is um, oh, it's genuinely just uh, an incredible place. And I appreciate the heat may peak put off a lot of people but if you ever get the chance to go just go hmm. it's genuinely i've never seen stars like it night skies oh. that just like blow your mind wow and obviously you've got the, these bad water basin is like below sea level so you start the race off below sea level so you imagine you're just looking up the whole way anyway <laughs> oh yeah great and and then talk about crew um, yeah you have to have crew, don't you, to do the bad water. You can't do it independent, or you'd you'd melt really. Like no, you you'd fry. Yeah. <laughs> no, genuinely, that there are some people out there that have done um, the the route, but but self supported. So they've actually looked after themselves. It wasn't the official race; it was like a a self supported solo crossing. So there's people out there that have done it by themselves, carrying their own water in a little buggy and done the. Yeah, it's just insane. Classic. Just, I know, wow. man. It's wild. The- Wow, there's always one though, isn't there? There's always there's, cu- there's a couple of them, mate. Genuinely, <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever get the chance, to have, have a look at a guy called Marshall Ulrich. You may have heard of him already, but he is like the king of Death Valley. Marshall Ulrich, because there was one guy. I think it was it was a uh, somebody from Sweden that did something just the same. He ran across the Sahara Desert, then went on his bike to Everest, then went up and down, and then back again. Right. Or that might have just been a story that I told about myself in a pub once. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, but yeah. So what's that guy's name? Marshall, what is it? Marshall. Marshall Ulrich, and he's actually uh, a, a running hero of mine, oh, I think, or, or legend. Good man. Right. So yeah, uh, crew, um, all the boys. Crew. All the, boy, all the yes. boys from Wales. Big shout to who and who and who and who. <laughs> yes, who and who and who. So with the crew, you're only allowed one vehicle and yeah. you're allowed four people to accompany you on the uh, Badwater journey. And I had um, I was blessed to take my brother along with me, who's uh, an ultra runner himself. He's done some incredible things. Um, one of my coaches, so Lawrence Cronk, he is uh, phenomenal. He's coached me for about four or five years now. And he's like sort of seen, he, he's realized how much Badwater's meant to me over the years because he's been training me up to be able to go over there like just off my own back. So when I got into the race, he jumped to the opportunity to come and drag my ass 135 miles. Um, Stuart Clark, who was my, is my sports masseuse, so he could fix me when I broke. Oh, and he's been, yeah, exactly. And then fourth person on the list was a guy called John Ortiz. So the only non-Walshman to come with me. Um, he's from Texas. And he's been there by my side through... I'd say 75% of the challenges I've sort of undertaken over the yeah, best part of 10 years. So he's been to Death Valley. He was the chap that came to Death Valley with me first off by himself and sort of crewed me through it. So he knew the route really well and he knew where it sort of bites and where I'm good at and where I suck at. So like his knowledge was second to none. And what's so his name? John Ortiz. 
John Ortiz. Uh, and how yeah. did that um, friendship uh, start? Oh, this is a yeah. So uh, I worked at some. This camp is a good interview. Of... That's what you're going to say, wasn't it? This is I, this is a good interview. Yeah, <laughs> no, genuinely, I'm enjoying it, mate. Genuinely. Uh... Um, no, I met him at summer camp. So I worked at summer camp teaching football or soccer, if you want to call it that, being in America. Yeah. And yeah, we struck off a, a friendship. Went back three years in a row, and then I think I gave him about twelve weeks' notice that we were going to run um, across a part of America. So we ran from Boston to Austin, which is like 2,000 miles. And uh, he dropped everything and came and sort of crewed for us and drove the support vehicle. He rang the hotels every day. So, like, yeah, he's a massive... Yeah, he's been there by my side for it all. So. You know, can we just go back a little bit into that actual yeah. paragraph and just pick out a couple of, couple of bits of information that you just said there? Boston yeah. to Austin... Yeah, that was the miles. Okay, um, did you just do that because it rhymed? <laughs> a lot of people ask that. We're well. looking for bits on the map in America. But we need somewhere yeah. that rhymes. Okay, what rhymes? We, yeah. yeah, we just had to go for it. January 2010, we um, threw ourselves in at the deep end and didn't really know what the hell we were doing. I was new to sort of running as a whole. Like the furthest they'd gone before that was uh, the Las Vegas Marathon. <laughs> Uh, yes, you know it's, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a jump in distance. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> marathon will do twenty six point three, and then yep, I'm ready for a two thousand miler. Yep. You know what? I I sat down the first day after running the first marathon from Boston to Austin. I sat in the shower on my like hands and knees, like what the hell have I got myself into? It was just one of those moments in your life. You're like, why the hell have I done this? Uh, what point? At what point do you think did parameters in your head realize that they they had no they had no place they had no place <laughs> and and they were about to get removed? You know, at what point did you think? Do you know what I'm? I'm. I'm. You know. You know. What was the turning point? Do you think for you to start adventuring to your full capacity? Do you know what? What was the turning point? Um, I obviously I, I got into running quite late in life. I, I guess if you want to call it that. So about twenty one, twenty two, and like I said, the, I'd gone to Las Vegas to run a marathon, and quite naively I thought it would be warm over there. I didn't really know much at the time. It was freezing cold. It was winter time, which obviously it would be in a desert um, over in Las Vegas. But it was just something. It was a sort of longing of wanting to do something. Well, one, an adventure, but two, do something for charity. So yeah. something which is, is something I always I do, and it, it, whatever challenge I do, it is for charity. I, I imagine you've done some fundraising before as well, and like you, you give yourself that reason to not give up when it mm. gets tough, and it. it and people will go, why do you do it? Well, actually, sometimes it may just be a selfish reason that you, you want that reason to go to. When you do feel like giving up, you have that charity that you're fundraising for. Yeah, you've, got, it, you've got like sort of a wild card that you can just pick yeah. out your pocket and show to whatever emotions you've got floating around in your head that are trying to drill down a little bit of despondency. It's like, well, do you know what? Uh, there we are. No. You know what? I, I'm not like a fast runner or anything, but genuinely, I, I'd like the challenge of going further. And I, yeah, you can't get much further than two thousand miles. I like that. And, how long? How long did that take, Boston to Austin? That was. We were over in America from about ninety days, but there was a bit of fasting around at the start and end of the race as well. Just you know, having a bit of a holiday. Um, but what we'd do, we'd run for seven days and break on the eighth. So yeah. we turned our weeks into eight days. 
you can do that. I know it sounds very weird, but we yeah, run seven days and then you have a rest day completely. And that rest day, I literally would not move from anywhere. I, the listeners are probably like me and like, I'm, I've, I've got this information and the stats, but it's just pouring into my hands because my brain can't equate. It's good. <laughs> you know, because a lot of time people big up, you know, especially on, you know, non-runners, whenever you'll be talking about, you know, what you've done. And they'll yeah. be going, you know, they've got like the, about two paragraphs worth of information that comes from you. And then they'll go, have you done London? But the boss, <laughs> Boston to Austin, I'm just thinking, Max Boyce needs to be singing a big song about this, Jenkins. Anyway, so <laughs> bad water sorted. And I know from experience, once you've done a huge event, mm-hmm. something else starts to to blossom into your head. So what's happening in 2020? Um, oh. For, oh, oh, yes. Risk. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, 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 that's a good question. Yeah. Um, no, I'm yeah, obviously gonna be doing quite a few running challenges again. Um, just trying to work it out at the moment in terms of dates, because uh we put on races as well as run them. So I'm gonna be applying for bad water again. If I get in, that's up to the gods, basically. Um it, it, it the competition to get in is in crazy it's crazy. So you can be classed as a rookie or a veteran. And last year I was a rookie because I hadn't done it before. Yeah. So now I'm going up against veterans to get into the race. And look, there's it, absolute legends over there. So, yeah, I, fingers crossed, every bone in my body crossed. But if that comes off, yeah, that's amazing. Um, what I have done, though, I've signed up to two other um, Adventure Corps races. So Adventure Corps, they head up Badwater 135, but they also put on other races. So in are March... Going, I was going to say, you're going to go do the Keys, because that's supposed to be... Uh, ah. uh, Ah, so oh, this like, is the deal. This is oh, the deal. Okay. With, right. This is the deal with the wife. I'm, yeah, you know more about me than I do. <laughs> so, I stalk um, ultra runners. That's what I do. And then you've I'm, seen the, you, you've seen that I've liked the page recently. I know that. No, I, 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 I've got that sixth sense, and also um, have been warned off uh, from following certain ultra runners because I'm that keen. So I'm very sorry to <laughs> kill and Jonah and all his family for all the posts. <laughs> That I've been repeatedly uh, sending. No, but yeah, go on. Go on. No, no, no. Um, so I'm doing one of the. Uh, so Chris, Chris, the race director, yeah. he's putting on other races. So I am heading over to North Carolina in March to run 50 miles. Um, that one's called Cape Fear. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is mainly on sand. So 50 miles on sand is not going to be. Uh, it's going to be a sandy blister. That's what we're talking blister. about. That is one of my my punchlines. <laughs> You've got to have a sandy blister. You've got hey, it. I've seen, I've seen it, mate. I know it's a punchline. Um, and then in April, I'm teaming up with a chap from Texas, uh, Brian Hill, and we're running another of Chris's races, which is 80 miles. But you run it. Uh, we may as well be chained together. So you've got to run it side by side. Uh, if one of you drops out, you're both out of the race, basically. So um, that is over in a place called Salton Sea. Oh. Which- it's on yeah. the west coast of America. And uh, it, have a look at it. It's quite an interesting place because I saw a documentary on it recently where the, it's actually sinking. It's sinking lower and lower into the ground, I believe. So, yeah, have a little look at it. There's a bit oh. of history there as well. What's that called again, Rich? That is called uh, Salt on Sea. It's a one word. Salt on Sea. Um, Brilliant. Stuff. Yes. Well, listen, um, let's go on to the, the mighty empire of Pegasus running. And... <laughs> Um, the races that you've got available to people to sign up and um, 
and enjoy, especially where we are in Wales. Uh, so yeah. could you give a calendar of events of what you've got for people and just how they want to go about signing up? Um, is it, this is this my opportunity to pitch? Pitch it, bitch! <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. This might be a new section of, of, of the show called Pitch It, Bitch. Imagine if I get. <laughs> imagine if I get Chris, the King Chris, uh, on it, and I just go Pitch It, Bitch. Or if I get no. Patrick Bower, Hey, Patrick, come on, Sava. Yes, how are you? You okay? Pitch oh, It, man. Bitch. Oh, I hope you get Chris on. Chris uh, is such an interesting he is. He's just brilliant. I oh, know he's good. So yeah. yeah, give me pitch it, bitch. Pitch it, bitch. Right. I'll okay, just be so... cutting some uh, melons and getting the flapjacks ready for the next guest. So if you want to pitch it, bitch, I'll just be in the uh, background. Yeah, go on. Thanks, Chris. I'm not Chris. I'm calling you Chris now. Hugh, what I, the hell am I doing? The aura. <laughs> the aura of Walt Disney. Wow. <laughs> Um, right, so yeah, Pegasus Ultra Running, uh, that is uh, my wife and mine, uh, it's our running company, uh, basically set in South Wales, uh, we just want to showcase what a beautiful country Wales is to run in, uh, genuinely, if you compare it to anywhere else around the world, it is up there, you, you, you take on your own races up north, uh, Hugh, and they, they look absolutely stunning, and we do the same down south. So since I think we're about two and a half years old now, so we're really new to the whole um, the, the party, should we say. But no, we have five events for next year, um, ranging from 30 to 60 miles. And they are as follows. So we kick off our season in April. Uh, the first one would be the South Canham, which is along the canal system in South Wales. From Brecon to, I uh, know not from Brecon, so from 14 locks to Brecon along the Brecon and Monmouthshire Canal. That is a 40 miler. That is then followed up in April. And in May, we have the Howham, which is actually being renamed the Sossum. Uh, we decided to change the name for this year. And that is the source of the Seven Ultramarathon. That is a 30 miler. And whilst I'm talking to you, I'm also getting the list up. Sorry, yeah, it was the... one of those. It's in my. You're in the checkpoint. It's at the bottom of your bag. It's it's okay. That's all I'm right. Just, just digging okay. it up off my phone. And whilst you're getting that up, in terms of um, experience levels and so on, are these open for newbies as well as mid packers and those that are looking for a fast time, or is there certain yeah. races that you'd say, look, this might be. Um, a good one for you to to run in or this you know you know if you just want to explain that as well that'd be good no of course um i found the list but i'll go through that in a second yeah um so no we are we try we're all inclusive we if it's genuine that we don't have cutoff times in our races um and that is just through um a decision we made to be able to help support other people to enter the sport really i think that's such a really good idea because especially with new runners, they've got they've got a lot of barriers in front of themselves and you do worry about a cutoff. And mm-hmm. I think once you do pop the cherry of ultra running, and, I, and I, I'd certainly recommend, you know, loads of people that just want to get started on, on an event is to do yours because without having the cutoffs, they can enjoy it and they can experience it, you know, sort of rather than, Oh, right, the plane's coming any minute. We know we can't go around the shops. We can't blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I think that's great. But I'll, I'll let you carry on. No, that's fine, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 
No, we, uh, yes, to come back to the list of events, we've got the South Cannon. That is in April. That is then, that's 40 miles long. That is followed up by the Howham. That's going to be called the Sosser moving forward. Um, that is the first weekend of May. Then we move into June. I'm just looking now, making sure I get that correct. Yeah. The first weekend of June, we've got the Vogham. So that was our first ever event. That's along the Vale coastline in South Wales. And um, the reason for that is I'm originally from Penarth. And I don't, you probably, a few listeners may be familiar with that place, but I've always wanted to have a race which finished in my hometown. Fantastic. So that's part of the reason we put on the Vogham. And then we have the Edom, which is a 50 miler. That is probably the toughest out of the bunch. Um, it's a bumpy ride, as I like to say. It's, oh, up, like in it. Senny, it's up in Sennybridge. So the military training base in uh, just outside of Brecon. And yeah, when you've done that, it, it 50 feels more like 100, I'd imagine. It's, uh, oof, <laughs> it's a bumpy ride, but the, uh, the views are absolutely out of this world. It's fantastic. And then we have the North Cannon. And that is, let me double check, that is July. So the Adams in August, the North Cannon is in July. And that is our longest race. That's 60 miles. And that is along the other canal system in Wales as well. And that, that, again, that, that's a flat, that is a flat race. But it, to go that distance on such, uh, or not going up and downhill, is very difficult in itself. Mm. So it shouldn't be underestimated, really. And then how do people sign up? You, you've got your Facebook page, very good. And you've also got the website as well. Yep. So let's pretend this is where I write things down as you're talking. Can you <laughs> can you explain it as if I'm your grandmother and you want me to write it down? This is where listeners get a pen, get a paper, and the website is... The website is www.pegasusultrarunning.com. If you just put Pegasus Ultra Running into Google, you should yeah. be able to find this as well. Although Nike have some really good shoes which appear close to us on Google, so um, don't get mixed up there. As if by magic tomorrow morning, this, and it was house are flooded with Nike boxes <laughs> of trainers. And it's like, well, okay then. Brilliant, yeah. That, that, because that's how advertising works, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So brilliant. Oh, oh good stuff. So, um, mate, uh, I'm gonna. If you wanna, if you wanna listen, if you wanna finish this place, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go. I've got a few more hey. competitors coming <laughs> down. Listen, uh, there's your bag. Have an orange. Uh, off he goes into the distance, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just gonna cut cut a melon. Get some uh, um, more flapjacks out, and um, we'll see you on the next episode of At the Checkpoint. Thanks ever so much. <laughs>